Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be sharing a sermon series I've been given from the book of Malachi. Now, Malachi is a book written to people who have become disappointed, a people who need to remember who they are, a people who need to know what God has done for them. They're asking, does it really change anything belonging to God? I invite you to join us over the next few weeks as we see that it has changed everything and it will continue to change everything. Well, let's dive in, shall we? Let's go. Numbers chapter 6, famous verses from verses 22 to 27. If they don't sound familiar now, they'll sound familiar in a minute. And then we'll be in Malachi chapter 2 after that. So Numbers chapter 6. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. If you'd like to flick forward to Malachi chapter 2, page 960. We'll see why. I've done that in a minute. And now, you priests, this warning is for you. If you do not listen and if you do not resolve to honour my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them because you have not resolved to honour me. Because of you... I will rebuke your descendants. I will smear on your faces the dung from your festival sacrifices and you will be carried off with it. And you will know that I have sent you this warning so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord Almighty. My covenant was with him, a covenant of life and peace, and I gave them to him. This called for reverence and he revered me and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth and nothing false was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and turned many from sin. For the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty and people seek instruction from his mouth. But you have turned from the way and by your teaching you have caused many to stumble. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. So I've caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people because you have not followed my ways but have shown partiality in matters of the law. Does God care about his word being truthfully taught? Does it really change anything? It's common today, isn't it, to believe that God is relaxed about his teaching. Uh, Here's something I've heard a few times, maybe you've heard this before. Uh, God used to care a lot about his word being followed in the Old Testament, Uh, He would punish people all the time. Then in the New Testament, he decided, no, no, that's not going to work. We need something different. He changed tack. He tried a new approach and he he didn't care as much. And now, well, he doesn't really mind at all. If you follow church statistics, I don't, but my friend does and he sent them to me. Uh, According to Open Doors, the number of Christians in this country who think God's word is important... This is Christians, right? People who say they're Christians who think God's word is important. That's about 9% of them. And of that 9%, another survey found that 20% of them 
don't think the Bible has the authority to tell them what to do. Oh. Up and down the country, we are seeing that worked out on Sunday mornings. I mean, does God really care if there's a sermon or a thought from my head? Churches across the country don't seem to think so. I mean, does it change anything? Other people say if someone sincerely believes something, well, that is what matters most. As long as you really believe what you believe, that is good enough for God. Don't be too strict. Does God really mind? Well, other groups, they say things like the most important thing is getting along. We might believe in totally different things, but we should put that aside and be united. Should we believe that or should we be striving towards what God wants for us? This question comes to bite, doesn't it? Does God really care about his word being truthfully taught? Well, the priests of Malachi's day, they thought not. We reintroduced them last week. Uh, Their job day to day was to do the sacrifices and to do the teaching of God's people. Last week, we were focusing on the sacrifice part and we saw that they'd given up. They were letting the standard slip and we saw that God really minded And this week, Malachi is turning to the teaching aspect of their role. The priests, they were called to look after God's law, to ensure that God's law was spread amongst the people, uh, to mediate, that is to stand between the people and God, to enable the blessings to flow to the people. As we saw just now in Numbers chapter 6, to enable God's face to shine on the people. And that is the topic of discussion this evening. It's teaching. You can see that in verse 6. Uses different words, but it's all the same word there. Verse 6, true instruction. Uh, Verse 7, seeking instruction. Verse 8, your teaching. Verse 9, matters of the law. Malachi is speaking to these priests about the teaching that they're doing. Do you see verse 1, chapter 2? The sights are set on them. Malachi chapter 2, verse 1. And now you priests, this warning is for you. We saw last week there's good reason to connect uh, to today. In fact, as I started, it becomes obvious, doesn't it, that this same issue exists today. Uh, The exchanging of truth for ease. Easy religion with no difficulties, no hard conversations, no turning away of people. What we said last week, churchianity rather than Christianity. Does God really care? Does it change anything? Well, the answer you can probably expect this evening is that yes... Yes, God really cares. He really cares. Let me show you. Firstly, we can know that God really cares because he appointed a whole group of people to do it. Have a look at verse 4. Verse 4 tells us about a covenant with Levi. Now, we're all experts on the Pentateuch, but let me tell you, Levi was one of Jacob's 12 sons, uh, the descendants of Israel who were to look after the temple and they were to look after everything that went with it. When Malachi talks about Levi, he's talking about the priesthood, uh, a perfect priest. The Levites' role, their role was to be a mediator. They were to be, well, verse 6 says, they were to have true instruction in their mouth and nothing false found on their lips. They were meant to walk with God in peace and uprightness and turn many from sin. See, that is the job of the priest. The job of the messenger, verse 7. For the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge. Because he is the messenger, or the Malachi, it's the same word, the messenger of the Lord Almighty. And people seek instruction from his mouth. See, the priests, they were meant to enable God to be in the midst of Israel. 
to bring the blessings on the people, to declare the Lord bless you and keep you. God had set aside the tribe of Levi for this job. But what are they doing here? Well, verse two, they're not honouring God's name. They're not speaking the truth about God. And the end of the passage, verse eight, they have turned from the way. They are not teaching what God has said. See, they believe that teaching God's word truthfully doesn't matter at all. They believe it doesn't change a thing. I mean, if you're thinking that way, why would you work hard at God's word? Why not give a thought from somewhere else? Why point out that someone is wrong from God's word, especially if they're sincere about it? Why put yourself out for something that you don't really think matters? See, the whole point of the priests was to teach God's truth. To not do that was to fail at their job, to make themselves redundant, really. All they'd have to do to realise that God cares about his word being taught truthfully is to look in the mirror. Uh, Think about the time in the morning that they take to put their outfits on, uh, as they tighten their robes, as they get the flick of hair under their turbans. To think that God doesn't care about his word being taught right is to not look at the truth staring them right in the mirror each and every day. Every day, these people, perfectly set aside by God, ought to realise that God cares. But it's bigger than that. We can know that God really cares because he tells the priests of their long-term consequences for their actions. I mean, if there's no consequences, uh, you can be sure that no one really matters. But that's not what Malachi is warning the priests of here. Have a look at verse three. He says, because of you, I will rebuke your descendants. I will smear on your faces the dung from your festival sacrifices and you will be carried off with it. Do you see there the actions of these priests? It's going to lead to consequences for them, for them and their seed. God says to them that he's going to take them to the dump. He's going to take them to the dump where their offerings belong and he's going to rub their faces in it. I mean, this language is meant to be disgusting. Uh, I used to walk along the footpath uh, in Blackbird's Moor. Uh, Do you know the grassy area with the animals near the train station? Yeah. Well, on one occasion or many occasions, actually, I saw men in their full suits uh, on their mobile phones, obviously walking at a clip. They were obviously unaware of the cows in that field. They're even more unaware of the cow that had walked along the path and left a nice dropping. The big cow pat that they were hurtling towards on the path. Still remember their face. As they, as they clocked what they'd trodden in, the disgrace that they knew was coming with it. I mean, I can't think of a worse start to the day. Having to get on the train after that. The disgrace of everybody knowing that you did not look where you were going. As well as the smell, I'm sure, that lingered for the rest of the day on their clothes. It's disgraceful. The disgrace that falls on the priests is even worse than that. But it is like for like in what they're doing for God. See, these sacrifices, this dung, is what they're offering the creator, the Lord, God. You could say they've reaped what they've sown. They will be, verse 9, despised, humiliated before all the people, because they have not followed my ways, but have shown partiality in matters of the law. God cares so much that his word is taught truthfully. So much so that he warns the priests of the long-term consequences of their actions. You only have to turn a few pages, just turn a few pages forwards and you find Jesus saying a lot for the priests of his day. 
I mean, throughout the Gospels, they receive the greatest of woes from the Lord Jesus. They are permanently disgraced, even disgraced today in the pages of Scripture. And the same goes for all teachers of God's word. Doesn't change in the New Testament. James said that. Uh, James, in his letter, says that teachers will be judged more strictly. Uh, Peter says, as the ladies are going to find in 2 Peter, that the ignorant and unstable distort Paul's words and they also do the other scriptures to their own destruction. See, to twist, to distort, to not teach God's word truthfully has repercussions for the teachers. God really cares about his word being taught truthfully. He cares so much that he will punish those who don't do it right. It changes things. But most soberingly of all, most severely of all, final point this evening, Malachi tells the priests that what they have done affects everyone. These words are chilling. Just look at verse 8. But you have turned from the way, and by your teaching you have caused many to stumble. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. See, the teaching of the priests, it's caused many to stumble. Their teaching has not just affected them, but it's affected those who've listened to them. And more than that, it's broken the covenant with Levi. What's the covenant with Levi? Well, that's the priesthood. And if the priesthood is broken, well, everything that comes with the priesthood is gone as well. Just think what that means. Uh, the sacrifice system, uh, needed for forgiveness day to day, out of order, busted. Uh, the teaching of God's word to bring blessing on the people of Israel, not functioning, needs new batteries. It's tragic. It's terrible. Could it be worse? Yes, it could. Verse 2. If you do not listen, and if you do not resolve to honour my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them because you have not resolved to honour me. See, rather than providing blessings to the people, the priest's actions are bringing curses instead. Everything that Israel had good would turn bad. Uh, that priestly blessing from earlier that we had read. Well, actually, priestly blessing inverted. The Lord curse you and lose you. The Lord shall not make his face shine on you or be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face away from you and give you war. Your blessings have been turned to curses, God says. This is devastating. But I think that devastation shows you just how much God cares about his word being taught truthfully. I don't need to say more, do I? Bad teaching leads to bad results. Uh, we saw that as we thought about the role of an elder back in 1 Timothy chapter 2. The church is led by the teaching of the word. If that teaching is not forthcoming, well, what do you expect to happen to the church? Right now, today, bad teaching destroys churches. This is serious. We might think to ourselves, it just takes another generation, it just takes someone else to give it a go. I mean, another generation can come in, they can fix what's gone wrong, fix what the previous generation destroyed. Well, the thing is in Malachi that this is that generation. This is the generation that has come out of exile. This is the generation that have risked everything, the remnant, the remainder. This is the generation that was meant to fix things but they haven't. And we, left to our own devices, we'd do exactly the same. We'd be in exactly the same situation. So the point of Malachi isn't to say try harder. 
The point of Malachi is to say you need something more. And we should be so thankful this evening that God does care about his word being taught truthfully. Because if he didn't, we'd be stuffed. This matters so much that God wouldn't leave it undone. This matters so much that God would not allow it to continue. It matters so much that God sent his one and only son into the world to ensure that it happened. Without Jesus, we would be as much in trouble as the people of Malachi's day. See, the message of Malachi's day is that they need a true messenger of the Lord Almighty. They need a messenger who's going to teach God's word truthfully. They need someone, verse 5, who's going to provide life and peace. And boy, do we need that messenger today. And thank be to God, that's exactly what we have. See, in the Lord Jesus, who spoke the words that God gave him, he spoke the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And so we need to turn to Jesus and listen to his instruction day by day. We need to realise that God really does care about his word being taught truthfully. We need to understand, just as much as Malachi's day, that God's word does change things. In fact, it's the difference between life and death, between peace and war, between blessing and curse. To think that God cared more in the Old Testament and doesn't in the New Testament actually gets it completely the other way around. Uh, God sent his one and only son into the world to do the teaching and to die to secure forgiveness for his people. If you think God cared more in the Old Testament, you really haven't grasped how big the cross is. See, the cross shows us that God really does care. His one and only son died for it. And so this message is so vital for today. What would Malachi say to the church today that ignores God's words? What would Malachi say to us today if we decided to turn from God's truth and spout our own ideas? What would God say to us if we valued churches together rather than building on what God has said? What would be the consequences of us putting up with a teacher who couldn't care less because they think God doesn't care? We need, we really need to have God's word taught clearly and faithfully. The churches up and down our land need, they really need to have Jesus' words declared truthfully. This world needs, they really need the gospel to shine forth and be held up, held high by the church. It really matters. It really does change things. God really does mind that his word is taught truthfully. And I hope this evening that we do too. Thank you so much for listening. Any feedback or questions can be sent to podcast at david-couch.com and I'll catch you again next time.